Hi there, it's Jerome here, um, editor of HullIsThis.News. I thought to myself, after the sort of year we've had, it would be nice to catch up with some of my uh, poet friends. Not necessarily to brighten us up um, over this sort of festive period, but maybe just to help us to reflect on the sort of year that we've had. So my, my first guest for this little series of podcasts is my good friend, Michelle D. Hi, Michelle. Haven't seen you for ages. Good to catch up with you. It is. It's great to catch up with you. Thanks, Jerome. What, what have you been up to this year? Have you kept yourself busy? I have kept myself busy. I went into lockdown on March the 17th and I started uh, blogging on my culturemarathon.co.uk site and I did 13 weeks, one blog every day for 13 weeks, about 50,000 words in all, sharing stories of what was going on in my immediate life which wasn't very much, so I very quickly shifted into telling stories about my life in Zimbabwe and Sudan and growing up and just different different stories, expressing the things that were going on in my head. Lots of reflective stuff, uh, lots of memories, and uh, just enjoying uh, having the time to, to share some of the uh, quite exciting moments of life in uh, in Africa. That's really good. So, I mean, that's obviously a, a very beneficial exercise for you as a writer and a creative person. It gives you a daily routine. Did you get a sense that your production, your daily production of a blog, was becoming important to other people too? I did. I did. During and after the 13-week the window, people were were saying that they were looking forward each day to to reading it it became part of their routine as well as mine uh so yes and and that was very heartening actually to know that that people some people who i didn't know who just contacted me and sort of said well i'm really enjoying your blog and and obviously some friends who were reading my blog and staying in touch with me and it was important for me to to write it so that people knew that I was still there because it was very easy to feel uh, incredibly disconnected from the world. Yeah, you've talked about routine then being important to you and to others. And the first piece that you've chosen for this little podcast recording we're doing together, your first piece is called Routine. Tell us about that and then and then give us the reading. Yeah, so if I can introduce it, uh, I've been doing um, a workshop with uh, a Manchester poet called Anna Percy online. It was every every Wednesday through November and December, where she would choose uh, a selection of poems and uh, then get us to write something from uh, the selection of poems. And uh, this one came after reading a poem that was called. The Poet Contemplates the Nature of Reality by Jill Bielowski. And the, the prompt that we had was details of everyday life. And so I wrote this and it's called Routine. As soon as she wakes, tests her fingers, flexing each one, pushing past the pain that wakes with her. Palms pressed as flat as ever they will on the bedside table. 
She is sitting up now, feet tentatively sat down on the cold carpet, long for underfloor heating. Her toes are frozen again. She reaches down with wooden digits that are not quite ready to grip, wrench the spasm out. Chipped nails become talons, breaking free of porcelain shells, blood dripping as she works the fingers. Heavy arms become wings, her feet are numb and timid, too scared to move. She pounces and swoops, a rush of animation lifting each into the air to carry them away as if they are not there. Lovely, lovely. So you mentioned this has sort of uh, come out of a workshop that you've been taking part in, a regular workshop in mm. November and December. Um, have, so have you found this year a really useful time for engaging in new things, trying new things or reflecting on your practice and making changes? Has it been a sort of, do you, do you feel looking back, it's been a really beneficial year for that? Has that outweighed the fear of thinking that, you know, we're not going to be performing on stage again for a while or getting commissions for a while? I think initially I was filled with the, we're not going to be performing on stage for a while, we're not going to get commissions, what is work going to look like, how am I going to survive, all of those fears. But after a a few different workshops, Uh, and a few different online writing experiences, whether reading poetry or writing poetry, as in this workshop with Anna Percy, it became a different way of uh, expressing my practice and learning. Um, I feel that I learned a different way to look at poetry, a different way to write poetry, and I do feel that the the poems that I've chosen today see a, a progression in the in the poetry that that I normally write. It's it it, it feels different, and and hopefully that kind of comes across. In what way exactly? Can you can you pinpoint that? You know the difference. Pinpoint that a little more. Um. Well, some of the things that Anna was uh, was telling me to to try and do was to really nail down the the details and to 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 try and paint the pictures so to give people a real way in whereas i might see what it is that i'm thinking about and and trying to put out on the paper if i don't give the audience something they can hold on to some detail some some reference then it can be harder for for the audience to uh, to really grasp so it was it was it was about being a little bit more precise you give the audience plenty to to grip onto in the next poem that you've chosen in fact these three poems you say are very wintry poems they, they are yeah i think maybe the the winteriness of this next poem is going to be more apparent than the first so this one was is called ice queen and it was uh, written after reading a brilliant 
Joyce Carol Oates poem called Too Young to Marry But Not Too Young to Die, which has uh, the king and queen of a kind of high school, uh, American to the high school prom uh, event who are found in a, in, a, in a local lake in a car sort of entwined in, in each other at winter and 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 that was the that was a sort of prompt so it was about having ice and queens in in the poem in some way so this is ice queen cobalt blue eyeshadow removed with a wad of white wool fingers tug at the strip lashes slick with mascara allowing each to fall thickly to the dressing table Light bulbs set in the mirror illuminate her ivory panstick pulled along the jawline. Glitter pop lipstick wiped away with a tissue leaves a telltale smear on the upper lip. Pulling at the wig with its trailing velvet bows, the rope of beads that swung like a lasso trick clatters like ice in a glass. He knows he put on a good show tonight. He knows he'll do it all again tomorrow. See, the imagery there immediately placed me in a high point of early winter going to the panto. I suppose it's not just panto for, for you. This might be um, opera and ballet as well. It, it could be any any uh, performer who is um, removing makeup after a show or or just setting themselves after a show. Yeah, in that moment, after you sit down, after you've come off stage and you're, you're taking off all the ephemera and, I guess, becoming you again after, after playing a character. And this was, uh, in my head, was specifically, this was uh, a drag queen uh, after a show. That was what I was thinking about. Would would you describe yourself these days as more of a writer or more of a performer? Because in the last couple of years, um, you've actually taken on more characters and performed characters on stage. Where where do you see the balance at the moment in in your output? Are you are you more writer or are you more performer? Without COVID, I would have definitely said performer because I feel sure I would have done at least another three or four uh, kind of standalone performance pieces and, and written to, to that for to those shows, different characters and, and perform them in costume with an audience uh, and spread uh, and spread some joy that way. But with COVID, it's writing has been my dominant sort of outlet this year definitely the blog the uh regularly uh writing for uh women of words which is holes uh collective for the female voice so we've been doing a monthly prompts i've, I've written for that performing on zoom or some other online platform is not very satisfactory <laughs> Uh, 
it's just it's just not even if you've you've got people looking at at the screen at you and and it's just not very satisfactory i know i know exactly what you mean one thing i've really missed this year is what you've just talked about in that second poem really that real sense of satisfaction a job well done even just being really sweaty at the end of a performance and for you, obviously, that's being on stage and performing. For me, that's running around like a, a fool, taking photographs, getting involved with the, the behind the scenes, that sort of thing. I've really missed that end of performance feeling, uh, that sense of satisfaction. Oh, it's 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 a wonderful thing when you come to the end of a show and and you can embrace your your fellow cast members and you you sit and you're you're filled with that sense of exhilaration and and relief. Of, of a of a job well done and everybody's happy and the audience have loved it and had a great time there's there's no better feeling there's no better feeling the question i've been asking most of my artist friends throughout the year is have you seen a really good example of an artist or a, an arts group responding to lockdown or or the issues around the pandemic maybe the the way they're presenting themselves or doing doing their art form in a completely imaginative, innovative way. Have you got any examples that really spring to mind? So someone who did uh, something uh, very well using the online platform was the poet Kim Moore. And she did a a kind of choose-your-own-adventure style poetry reading uh, using the, the voting um gizmo some sort of voting app or something yes yes the voting gizmo where there's about 100 people on on the one video conference and we voted for to responding to certain questions which led to certain poems being read by kim that was a really clever way of doing it it also means if she did does the event again, it will have a totally different uh, set of poems potentially to be read. So I, th- I just thought that was a really clever way to get the audience involved to think about the kind of uh, think about the kind of uh, things that they wanted to hear by responding to uh, certain questions. So it, there was a, a, a lovely su- surprise element because the question might be something like, do you want to hear more poems about strong women or do you want to hear uh, a poem about something else? And then you would get a poem that corresponds to to the, the majority answer. And you weren't always... In the, in the majority, so the thing that you wanted from the selection might not be the one that comes up. So it's yeah, she used the the the, the technology very well to create a very enjoyable uh, evening of uh, of poetry. That's a really good example then of how um, technology at home is, is probably easier to do that format when people are. Uh, logging in via Zoom or whatever apps mm. she's using, it, that would be much more difficult to do in an auditorium setting, wouldn't it? You'd you'd have been trying to you'd have been asking the audience maybe to to raise a hand or to use post-its or I mean 
I've no idea how it would have worked in a in a real life setting. So yeah, it 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 worked best through a screen. Okay, very good. Thank you for that uh, example, Kim Moore. I'll look that one up and take a look at that. So uh, your third, your final poem. What have you got for us? So this one is called Mercy, and it was a prompt after reading Ice Water by Julia Mishkin, and. In, in Julia's poem, uh, the natural world is altered by winter. And that was the, the prompt for, for this one. The natural world being altered by winter. So this is mercy. Um, and, and it goes like this. You'll want your sturdy boots, the fur-lined ones. It's cold outside. The wind whistled through the warm farmhouse kitchen as she stood on the doorstep, peering out through the fog. And your warm coat. Outside, the snow fell steadily, ice crunching underfoot. Through the thickness of mist, leaves laden with frost hung crisply from branches like rows of still bats home to roost. The sun had barely risen all day and was threatening to sink without a shred of warmth. On her back was slung a rifle, which banged against her shoulder as she pressed on. Shoulders hunched, hunkering down against the chill wind. Scaling a stile hidden under a deep drift, she saw the docile creature pouring the snowy ground. The blood pouring from the wounds like torn cloth on its flanks. Wolf, to be sure. She pulled the weapon from the sleeve, raised the barrel, found the trigger, took aim and squeezed. The crack wrought the day in two. Nothing before this moment could hold any substance or meaning. It was as if the snow ceased to fall. The limbs gave up, the torso fell forward, barreling into the snow, as if seen in slow motion. Now you see, if I'd had to guess, I would have guessed Little Red Riding Hood was the prompt for that. (laughs) Oh, I can see why. (laughs) I can definitely see why. Probably just the obvious link, really, the obvious one, because of the mention of wolves. Yes, well, yes, um, I, and I haven't really said what the creature is. I pictured a buck of some description, you know, a deer. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, a red red riding hood as a as a prompt, a different kind of way of looking at red riding hood. That 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 would uh, that would fit very well, actually. I like I like that. <laughs> It's just me being too simple, I suppose. No, I like that. I think that's good because given the prompt Red Riding Hood, you wouldn't necessarily come up with, with that, would you? It's It would be an mm. unusual take on it. I like that. I like the association. I think you're just being kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle, for sharing these three poems with us. Um, what what else is on your to-do list? What, what uh, prompts and themes are you writing on over the next few months, do you think? Uh, so I'm currently doing a story for 
the what's it called the the monkey oh hell's bells the the monkey pig and pie shop which is a uh, a grimsby uh shop or was a grimsby shop uh which is uh being sort of brought back to life by the artist Anna Bean, the whole artist Anna Bean, and other artists working to uh, a theme of the monkey, pig and pie. I, I began that project by making some mince pies with a recipe from 1591. Now, I'm not a, a, a baker or a cook of any, you know, great description, but... Uh, I found the recipe. I was inspired and infused to make a, a real mince pie with with mince meat. So you know it, it has uh, it has beef in it. Has it got monkey in it? It hasn't got monkey in it. No, no, no. Sadly, the butcher did not have any monkey. Not not many on the shelves just no, at the moment. No, <laughs> no. Well, what's what's the big day got in store for you? Christmas Day. What are you doing Christmas Day, Michelle? Well, I've just bought some uh, bacon steaks, so controversial, I know, but I shall be having uh, bacon steaks. Um, I'll be at home uh, alone, so it'll be just me with my bacon steaks, and I figure I'll have them as a brunch with a couple of fried eggs, and that'll be great. And Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'd probably have a glass of wine, possibly at brunch, Whoa. possibly a little later. And uh, what, what sort of wine goes best with a bacon steak? Then, do you think? Well, I've got a Chardonnay. I, I, I feel that'll be okay. I'm sure it will. After a glass or two, it will be fine. I'm sure it will. <laughs> yeah. Been really lovely to catch up with you. I hope you have a relaxing day, uh, maybe a little bit of a creative day, and Christmas Day too. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us and sharing your your poetry. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been really nice. Thank you.